Hey everybody, welcome to the second season of the 615. This is your host, Lee Hillis, and today we are looking at pre-free agency for the NFL. Most importantly, the Tennessee Titans. Who could the Titans bring back from the roster last year? Who could they be moving on from? And who could be possibly coming to Nashville? All right after this. Hey everybody, welcome back. Um, we have a very special guest with us. Um, we have Chris Null from Titans and Truth. Chris, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? Glad to be here. So, some breaking news out of Nashville. Adam Humphreys is gone. Which, we saw it coming. We saw it coming. Um, Chris Milton, gone. And one of your favorite guys, Breon Borders, is gone. Yeah, that was um, – I did see that news. I was kind of – I wasn't happy about Breon Borders being gone, but I understand he was kind of a – you know, um, he was on the practice squad and then got called up to the team. So maybe he's one that maybe they, you know, they cut now and maybe bring back later at some point. Um, the Adam Humphreys uh, cut – I wasn't really surprised about that. I was kind of expecting that, but the fact that J-Rob did it now makes me wonder, you know, if he's making some cuts now that he's got something brewing, like he's got something that he's got something planned. Like he has something going on because he didn't have to cut out of Humphreys right now, but the fact that he did tells me, you know, he's going to make a few more cuts, obviously, but, He's up to something. Maybe JJ. Maybe. I mean, it is rumored that uh, we are one of the leading uh, candidates along with Buffalo and Green Bay. So per uh, John Clayton, which is a pretty reputable source. I mean, ESPN. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's a pretty, he's a pretty reputable source. So I, I tend to believe that. And um, I mean, yeah, I was, not, I was not shocked about Adam Humphreys. Um, I wasn't sure about Christian Chris Milton and Breon Borders because I mean I think Breon Borders did well in some of the games he he had to step in on. I think he played a lot better than anybody expected, and then Chris Milton was just good on special team. But you could find that anywhere. So uh, we'll definitely see what happens going forward. We're obviously going to need one, maybe even two receivers uh, coming. But very interesting day. As I think you said on Titan Upload the other night, this draft class is deep for receivers. That it is. And I was doing a small mock draft because that was the last thing I want to do. Let's just skip down to that bottom. First round, I took Jalen Phillips out of Miami. 
Yeah, I did a mock draft as well. Uh, I did a mock draft as well. And um, I actually went with Christian Barmore. Um, Alabama. Alabama. So the Jalen Phillips pick for the position, yes, that is a good pick. However, I will go on a word of caution. Jalen Phillips' medical history scares me to death. It it terrifies me. I mean, no doubt about it. When I look at the tape, look at the film, he's got talent. He's got immense talent. And he's there out there with um Rousseau. Yeah. I yeah, they didn't get to play together. Um, because obviously uh the year Rousseau played, um Phillips had to sit out. Yes. Yeah. Transfer. Um and then um and then the other year Rousseau uh, opted out and he played, which he had eight sacks, got through the season. I mean, again, his talent jumps off the page. You can tell he's disruptive. But the only thing, again, that scares me, you know, he had the, you know, he had a, uh, a auto accident with a moped with wrist. He's had concussions, had to quit football. Yeah. And, you know, and then come back. And I think that was something I was concerning because I was listening to TD on uh, Jared on Stillman and company earlier. And you kind of wonder if he does have that love for football. And at this point with a lot on the line for J Rob, you can't take risk on something that you don't believe is not as, as close to a sure thing. But again, the talent is great, but can it outlast the medical? That's the only thing that scares me, William. That is a good question. In the second round, I took a former teammate of A.J. Brown, Elijah Moore. Now, we're on the same page with that because in my mock draft, I took him in the third round. I say if, if we don't take Moore in the second round, he won't be there in the third round because – He's a speedster. That's, That's what we true. need. We need somebody to go out there with AJ. And in my mind, Elijah could be a clear-cut number two behind AJ. And, and that's, you know what? It's a very interesting pick. And I've seen some mock drafts that had a mock to us in round one, which I, I kind of thought was a little bit surprising. That's a stretch. That is a stretch. I do agree with that. Elijah, he Elijah's somewhat undersized. Yeah, he's about five nine. Uh, I did see that, and you know, in a couple of weeks, I am going to be doing a video on the wide receiver class. So that'll be some guys I will definitely be paying attention to uh, with that. But and then I think we we were on the same page. We're definitely on the same page. Just we have we have two third round picks this year. That's true. That first, the first third round, maybe iffy. If he's there, go and snag another receiver, Rondell Moore. Yeah, and I, I should have mentioned, and I should have mentioned my second round pick was Joe Tryon, pass rusher from Washington. Very good. I was impressed with what I saw with him. But yeah, Rondell Moore is a very interesting pick as well, uh, and. The, uh, the word is that he is scheduled to meet with the Titans, have a virtual pre-draft visit. I, uh, I saw that today, March, yeah. Sometime in March. So he's explosive. 
Uh, now, there are injury concerns with him as well, but that, you know, in the third round, in the second or third round, that might be worth the risk because, like you said, we do need explosiveness, and we're probably got to draft one or two. We're probably got to draft one or two receivers in this draft. Because there's no telling if we will get Corey back. It's not guaranteed. Like I saw something on, uh, I think it was a uh, Seahawks Nation the other day, where they're coming hot and heavy for either Jonu or Corey. Yeah, I I, I saw that too. Where. They they want they want Janu badly, so um, Janu could be a franchise tag candidate if they decide to use it uh, with that. But I mean, it'll that it, was, it'll yeah. be interesting to see. And and that was a good question. I was listening to A to Z Sports earlier, and that was a good question that came up. It said. Which one would be the more difficult to replace, Corey or Janu? Right my, Janu. I agree. At, we're on the same page. That's I, I. Davis is much more replaceable than than Janu. Yeah. Janu would be much harder to replace. So I would say keeping Janu is more of a priority. And then the last pick. That last pick in the third round for us. I know we have Deshaun Kaiser practice squad, basically. Which one was that? What? You said which one was that? I say we, because Deshaun Kaiser, I say we cut, I, I say we cut ways with him. And then get Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M. Because Kaiser, he's not a proven quarterback. Yeah, he's been around the league a little bit. Yeah. And, I mean, Kaiser, Deshaun Kaiser will have a chance to compete and, yeah. you know, show that maybe he could be a number two. Because, honestly enough, I don't know if I want to go into a year with a num- with Logan Woodside as number two. I will. And- it would be a toss-up between both of those guys because Woodside, yeah, made a decent play on fourth down. One. But picked up the first down. Or do you want to go with Deshaun Kaiser that is iffy? So And with Deshaun, with, with Kaiser, I just think he's got to find a way to develop some confidence in himself. Yeah. I think. And – Kelly Mond would be a a would be a nice backup option. Of course, he would. Oh, sorry. He would need to kind of uh, train up a bit. So I, I could see that happening. I could definitely understand that. Um, as far as that is concerned, and my actual last third round pick, I went with a corner. I went with uh, Benjamin St. Juice, the cornerback from Minnesota. Uh, figuring we needed some, we do need some depth at corner. Uh, as well, so yeah, I, I think I could see we're kind of on the same same wavelength. And as far as uh, some of our picks, so we're definitely matching in needs uh, as much as possible. So I definitely see that. 
Now, let's go top three favorite pass rushers from this free agency class. For me, outside linebackers are need. Big time. Because really all we have, Harold Landry, Brooks Reed, Wyatt Ray possibly. I don't feel comfortable with either Brooks Reed or Wyatt Ray on the opposite side. Opposite of Harold. I, I agree. I mean, I think if pass rusher isn't the number one need, then I don't know what is. That is academic. That is the number one need team. And this free agency class and the draft is deep at both pass rusher that, and yeah, it is. wide receiver. Now, For me, and of course, I'm going to match spot track on this. I gotta go Matthew Judon by number one. Now, as far as one of my favorite targets, um, Judon is—I I would definitely say Judon is a target. I definitely agree. Now, as much as I think we will all love Shaq Barrett, I think all of us will probably could agree he's probably not getting out of Tampa Bay no, alive. I say, I say they'll give him probably a three-year extension. Yeah, so I mean, I could get down with Judon. Carl Lawson is another. Counting Judon terrorized us in the in the wild card round. Yeah, shut down the run game. Yeah, uh, he he made us become one dimensional, inevitably. Very a good all around player. So yeah, Matt Judon would be good. Um, again, I wouldn't mind. Uh, Carl Lawson, too. Yannick yeah. Ngakwe would be very interesting. That's my number two. Yeah. So My number three is a, is he's a little bit older. Just saying we if we don't get J.J. A guy that I know mm-hmm. you're somewhat skeptical about, Justin Houston. Now, Justin Houston, yes, is a little bit older. Um, I still think he could get it done. Probably could get it done way more than Vic Beasley ever could. So or JD. I, or or JD. Um, so I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um again, I like I definitely wouldn't mind Judon. Uh and Gakway and Lawson are like my two A, two B. My last one, if I had to choose, is more of an under the radar guy that probably a lot of people are not familiar with. I'm looking at Trey Hendrickson from New Orleans. I think he's young, and he really took advantage. He really took advantage of the opportunity to be a full-time starter. His first three years, his first three years, he wasn't a starter. He was playing sparingly in New Orleans. He wasn't really getting the opportunities. But this past year, he got the opportunities, and he made the most of it 13 and a half sacks he was and, and what I like about him he's got a motor he's I like violent linebackers those that just oh, sideline to sideline yeah you got to put a Mack truck in front three is Trey Hendrickson um Number two would probably be 
I would say I would be with you on Ngakwe. I would definitely say that. But Lawson is another guy worth paying attention to. Oh, yeah. And so that that leads us to possible acquisitions. Definitely Ngakwe would be intriguing. But a report came out today about J.J., Saying that he was offered fifteen to sixteen million a year by an unnamed team. Now, that's true. Um, I'm, I'm, I am, I did see that as well. And you know, some of these players, you know, will give up less money for a shot at winning. And and I, I thought so, like JJ will. I yeah. thought like JJ will. Yeah, I think JJ wants to win more than money, and I mean because I, I think JJ takes good care of his money, so he's probably set up pretty well for himself. Like, and because um, I think it was like Sunday night when you were with Upload and um, NGB, y'all um, y'all were saying how we had little more than a million left in cash. Yeah, we were, yeah, I think we were like maybe 1.3 or maybe two something under, I mean over. Of course, now with the cuts of Humphreys and Milton. Now, I don't know the number specifically for Milton and Porter, but well, at, I would um, say we're Humphreys, now about. Humphreys was like four and a half million. Yeah, about four and a half. That's right. And I think those other guys are probably like maybe combined close to a million. So we're probably somewhere around two to three three million under so now we're in the black we're not in the red anymore we're not over the cap we're we're under the cap where we're supposed to be but obviously we still got to make some more moves uh when it comes to that but i mean the fact that we're right now one of the three leading teams for jj along with buffalo and green bay is very interesting in and of itself well a point i have to make about green bay they really don't have the cap. That's true. And, I mean, they do have a good defense. Uh, they may be letting a guy like Preston Smith go, uh, possibly. Um, Darius Smith? I, I highly heard, doubt they let Darius Smith go. I, I highly I've heard, doubt that. I've heard his name bouncing around, but I was like, I don't think they let him walk. They, they couldn't. They unless, could. unless somebody could pay out the wazoo for – Zedarius. Now, I'll say, I might put this, now this might sound completely crazy and out of left field. If they're forced to trade him, now I'm like, J-Rob, go sit at that table. Go sit at that table. For Zedarius Smith, I'll give up a one or two for him. The guy was a terror. The guy's been a terror for two years, and it's probably one of our biggest regrets because TD even said it himself on multiple occasions. The Titans were in the Sedarius Smith sweepstakes two years ago. And yeah. when the price well, got a little bit too high, they had to walk away. They they laid it down and left. <laughs> Which they shouldn't have. But a point I have to make. So JJ has been in the league 10 years. They mm-hmm. he was picked at eleven. 
Mm-hmm. We picked three picks before them. And picked Jake Locker. Took a bust in Jake Locker. Actually, he's not, he don't look like that much of a bust anymore. After Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> Isaiah Wilson, in my mind, is one of the biggest busts. I, I said my feel on my show last night about Isaiah Wilson. And um, like that tweet to come out and say, I'm done with football as a Titan. You played four snaps, four. One of the plays. Unmeaningful. One of the plays was a field goal where you got ran over. Not even supposed to do anything on that. And he and like the guy just came up and ran him over. So, yeah, Titans fans should feel bad about what has happened with Isaiah Smith or Isaiah Wilson. I, I don't feel I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for him. Neither do I because what on my draft like? show on my draft show on draft night. I told the world what I felt about that pick. I hated that pick from the, from the word happened. go. So the moment it happened. Well, looking at his size, I felt good about it. But now everything that's happened, I'm glad. I hated that pick. I I I, I was angry the rest of the night. I was just, I was ticked off. I'm like, J-Rob, what the heck are you thinking? I'm like, there were plenty of other offensive linemen we could have drafted in the second or third round. We were not desperate for a tackle at that position. I understand we lost Jack Conklin, which was probably a mistake. But there were other good linemen that we could have gotten in the second or third round and probably would have did wonders better they may have not been ready but i think they would have came in and put some work in and could have earned their spot and isaiah wilson really should have realized he should have came in in shape then see lawan go down is like dad i might need to really get my act together let me see if i can get on the field to help these guys they're missing their they're missing taylor lawan like the light should have went off in his mind but Never did. But some other big news from around the NFL. Out of Denver, Jarrell Casey has been released. Do you see him possibly coming back to Tennessee? As much as as we would love it. Exactly. I'm like, as much as I think everybody would love to see Jarrell Casey come home, because I remember – I remember where I was when I got the news he got traded. I was at work, and I was at work just doing my job, and I see this coming across my phone. I see this. I looked down. I had to pause for a second. For like a seventh-round pick. Yeah. I had to literally pause, and I had this look like, Are what you kidding? the heck? J-Rob, what in the world are you doing? Why are you trading Jarrell? But in my mind, 
that interior deer line, the interior D line will not be the same next year. I say Daquan may not be there next year. I, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion. Daquan's not going to be there next year. And, and so, so we need to add another defensive lineman. We need Jeffrey. Big Jeff needs a running mate. And in my mind, that would be JJ. I could see that. I could definitely see like that. We we need some veteran leadership in that defensive line room. And if J- and if not and if not JJ, another name that I would pay attention to. And I have wanted this guy on this team ever since he came out of USC. It would, I would literally have a man crush if this happened. If Leonard Williams became a Titan, yes, I would. Pro- I would act like a female that got that hit the jackpot. I would probably, I would probably be like, and if you see my shows, I compare how you have relationships. Leonard Williams is like that girl that's like the I fall in love at first sight. Like I see her as like I want to marry her. He, he passes the he passes the eye test. Exactly. Like, Another guy. I'm sorry. That if we could get our hands on him, I would. JPP. JPP. Now Jason Pierre Paul. Would be good for some veteran leadership. I wouldn't and expect Al- him to be like a starter, but he could bring some veteran leadership. I don't know if he'll leave Tampa Bay, though, but, I mean, could be some veteran leadership. We need it because we lost a lot of leaders. Well, a lot's happened around this team. Since the beginning of the offseason, Arthur goes to Atlanta. Yep. We promote Todd Downing. Which And I was okay with that. Which I would trust Todd. Because last time he was an office corner was Oakland in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when we had Terry Robisky. Robuskets. <laughs> and then, like, when he was there, their mm-hmm. offense was 17th in the league. When he, in, yeah. And there but he didn't have some offense. Good and bad. He yeah. He didn't have the offensive players we had. He didn't have a Derrick Henry. I think he had like mm-hmm. Derrick McFadden or Darren McFadden. Oh, in uh, Oakland, yeah. Um, he didn't have an AJ Brown. Yeah. Now, I will say this with Todd Downey, and this is something that I've heard. Now, probably I may be paraphrasing this incorrectly. There are times where I remember hearing, I think somebody was talking about it with Oakland, that, you know, he does tend to kind of go away from things that work at times and maybe falls in love with one to pass the ball instead of running the football. Well, you know the saying, you know the saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. Exactly. And that, that's true. And, you know, of course, he, if, set, if the, he sat under Arthur for a while. For two years, yeah. After LaFleur yeah. went and took the Green Bay head coaching job. But yep, the, that's true. There's a questionable call for me and Shane Bowen. 
And I literally quote, you can quote me on this. The last podcast episode of season one, I came out and said, Vrabel and Shane Bowen calling defense is not the answer. Oh, absolutely. You're 1000% right. It'll be, it's a train wreck. It will be a train wreck waiting, train wreck waiting to happen. And it's been that. In my mind, the guy that I would lo- I would love to have, there's no way we would be able to get him, and it's Todd Bowles. Yeah, I think Todd Bowles or Dan Quinn. Where is Dan Quinn now? He's he's uh, he's him. the DC in uh, Dallas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I did. But I forgot he, about that. He's won a Super Bowl as a DC. Yeah, in Seattle. The Legion of Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and that um, was that was a top five defense. Yeah. I mean, another guy would have been a Leslie Frazier or somebody like that. He's had in success Buff- with good defense. In Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buffalo's defense very good. Um, yeah, I mean they did that, something that, we couldn't do. They did something we couldn't do. We couldn't stop Lamar. No, we couldn't. And, and they did. Well, up until that 48-yard touchdown run, we were doing a good job against Lamar. We were doing a good job against but him. But then their O-line turned around, opened holes. None and just about it. And, and I, I will say this. Shane Bowen could get Mike Vrabel fired. And I'm going to quote Vrabel on something because everybody, even the Titans fans, were furious about the hiring of Shane Bowen. Oh, including myself. <clears throat> myself included. And he came out, and I, and I quote, said the, the NFL is not a result-driven league. That is BS. Okay, think about this. If the NFL was not result was not a result driven league, Dan Quinn would still be the head coach in Atlanta. Thank you. And Matt Patricia would still be the head coach in Detroit. Detroit. Adam Gase would still be the head coach in New York. And see, this is the thing I've I've said this many times. This is the thing with Mike Vrabel that just God makes me angry with him. Mike Vrabel comes out in these press conferences after stupid stuff like that and and, and basically berates all the media or any of us, making it seem like he knows everything and we know nothing. Like we have no like we know nothing about football or have no, no idea what we have no idea what we're talking about, but he knows everything. And I just, I absolutely, cool. that arrogance just, it, it it pisses me off to the core. I hate that about him. And arrogance, and, and arrogance will get you fired. Arrogance will get you fired. And that arrogance in the long run could destroy this football team if he don't understand, if he won't be at least willing to admit, you know what? 
Maybe I'm the problem. I screwed up on the defensive side of the ball. Let me bring in somebody that kind of knows what they're doing, and, you know, we work together. He should have talked to Lovey Smith. Now, I believe he's the defensive coordinator in Houston, if I'm not mistaken. He could have brought in Lovey. You know who I'd and, love to. You know who I'd love to have had back. Dean Pease. Dean Pease. And now he's and an think about that. Yeah, and and Vrabel basically said, "Uh, well, we asked him to come back as a consultant. A consultant? Why really? Sometimes and, I don't. Under, sometimes I don't understand Vrabel." Yeah, if if I'm DPs, I would have felt insulted by that. Like you, li- like Frable, you literally, excuse my language, you bitch slapped DPs right in the face. Mm-hmm. You disrespected the guy. And, and <laughs> what's crazy is DPs had us as a good defense. We beat New England. We beat Baltimore. We and were we hanging were five, in with Kansas and, City. And we were five minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> exactly. And the worst thing about it. And you know that, what's funny? You know what's funny? Was he, that? Didn't ha- he didn't have Clowney. He nope. didn't have JJ. Nope. He <laughs> had some He had some, basic, some somewhat no-name guys. And, and the worst thing about it is that year we had 45 sacks as a unit, and that still was bad for us. <clears throat> and most of those we were, were Marcus. Well, I, I'm talking about from the defensive side, oh. we we put 45 sacks up. Defensively, we hit the quarterback. We uh, put the quarterback down 45 times, and our, we all still thought pass rush is not our – pass rush is still a weakness. <clears throat> And our problem was in that AFC title game, we couldn't stop Mahomes. We teams nowadays need to be built defensively to stop that. Exactly. Tampa Bay taught the entire NFL this is how you stop Mahomes. And there was a tweet I saw, I forgot who it was. Was it Compton? Will Compton? Mm-hmm. I think he said something along the lines of Tennessee needs to watch this tape. I would. I, I would. would. I would. I mean, it, it's a great formula. Which set the uh, and they held them scoreless, touchdown wise. Yeah, touchdown made them kick wise. field goals all night. Exactly, and I mean. <clears throat> The way that and, and the way that Levante David and Devin White played in that game was absolutely incredible, which makes me think, and call me crazy if I bring this up, even though this might hurt our the run defense a little bit, I bring back Jayon, move up David Long as a starter, and just go ahead and trade Rashawn Evans. Get get a third round pick. <clears throat> Get a third or you fourth know who, round pick. You know who else I would bring back if I could? Will exactly. Compton. He he played pretty good. Wouldn't be a bad idea. It wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh, uh, would not. It wouldn't hurt. One guy I would love to have back that everybody, the, all the free agency 
projections have going somewhere else is Desmond King. And and I agree with that for the simple fact of but there you're will have probably to be getting rid there, there yeah. will be a lot of restructuring going on. I agree because I think I think Malcolm Butler gets restructured and he stays. Now the only way I would cut him is if for if well, if he started trading before he, cutting him. If he was throwing like a if, if he started throwing a tantrum because we were trying to restructure him. Yeah, now I would say this. They definitely should go to Malcolm Butler and ask him about restructuring. If he says no, then yeah, you either trade him or cut him. You have no choice at that matter. Because and I hate to I hate to say this. Let's also try to restructure Kevin Byard. Now that is another possibility, although we did just do that with him last year. Wait, we yeah, we did. We well, restructured Kevin Byer last year. So one guy, one guy I feel like one guy I feel like that would be willing to take a pay cut just to help the team. Lawan. Lawan would be one. But Tannehill. That I don't know if that would happen because I mean we just did it last year. Um, I mean, because I would, if he came year, to them and said, "Hey, I'll take some less money to do so," okay, you know, this year he's proje- he's projected to make this year alone, right at thirty million. Yeah, he'll be a. Um, I think the first year, I want to say the first this past year, I want to say he was a. $22 million cap hit. And I want to say next year, I think it goes up to like, I can't remember if it's 24 or 27 or 28 million. He, he's going to count a lot against the cap. And I mean, he's a quarterback. So I understand. That. Of course. But there's been some rumors swirling about one quarterback, which I know this is a times related podcast, but I've got, I've got to have the NFL a little bit. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I've heard about that. Um, uh, trade rumors. Yeah, I, I've I've seen that too. Uh, one, with Russell one Wilson. place, one place I would hate to see him end up is in our division with Houston. That well, an, would another rumor I've heard from the Deshaun aspect is trade him to Carolina. I, yeah, I've heard that to too. Cr- right, for that Christian. They say, yeah, for they would, um, it would be Carolina would give up uh, like two or three first round picks and Christian McCaffrey. That would Desha- hurt them. Well, that would hurt them. That would hurt Carolina. Because I just, I think I'm like, but, you know, yeah, McCaffrey, McCaffrey. McCaffrey's a, a monster. Big part. Yeah, McCaffrey would be a big part of that deal, but. I would still think Carolina would be is, giving up too much. But question is, what would Houston give up outside of Deshaun? I mean, <laughs> what and, do they have to give up? In my mind, Christian McCaffrey would be at least two first, a second, and probably a third. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I mean, Houston needs to recoup because they don't have a first or a second in this draft. So they at all, but so they literally wouldn't pick till late the second day. 
Yeah, they will not pick it to like the third round. And, and because and, where Miami is drafted, which I believe is, I want to say three. That's where Houston would be. And I've heard a lot of people talk about Miami possibly taking either Jamar Chase from LSU or Devontae Smith. Or Devontae Smith. Yeah, I, I, I've seen that. Um, Chase the will first, probably not get past. The first team or the first partner I saw that has, the, has Devontae Smith going at three was Bucky Brooks. Hmm. Wow. Could it happen? I don't know. I mean, throw, De- I, throw Devontae Smith back with Tua. Yeah. That I would, mean, be, that would be, be something. Scary. Yeah. I've seen a lot of drafts where Devontae Smith has fallen a bit, like into the early teens. Yeah. Now, Jamar Chase hasn't gotten past, and a lot about drafts, Jamar Chase has not gotten past five. He's not gotten past Cincinnati at five. And I could see that because they would think, get Jamar Chase back with Joe Burrow. Even though they got Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, but they're not bringing back A.J. Brown. So Jamar Chase replaces A.J. Brown, and Joe Burrow's got his favorite target. Yeah, A.J. Green would be gone. But you know what would be a fun thing to have? AJ and AJ. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. It AJ would be Brown kind of a Green. low risk, high reward. What like if we was if we was to try targeting AJ Green, I would go veteran or a veteran minimum. Of probably yeah, I wouldn't be going high. Yeah, absolutely of like, not. Of like probably a year, four or five mil. I would say so, because I wouldn't. Basically, I a tryout. Go no more than one year deal. Yeah, I would go no more than about a one year deal. Now, crazy is kept, and this is just a dream. If Atlanta is this crazy. Which I I think reports are they're not gonna do this. Trade for uh, Julio, man, or uh, AJ Calvin Hero, or Calvin Ridley. I don't think they'll give up Calvin Ridley because I mean he's the younger guy, and they're thinking he could kind of so take Julio. The wide play. receiver, the wide receiver free agent market is wide open. Agree. One I guy. Agree. That- one guy That's I would cool. love to come. One guy I would love to have come back to the AFC South is Allen Robinson. <laughs> I figured you were going in that direction. I figured that that would because be nice. When, that would when, be nice. And then also, uh, probably try adding um, Keelan Cole from Jacksonville. We would need some depth. We do need some depth. We would or need some e- depth on there. Even, I agree. Or even throw a trade at Jacksonville. This may be a little bit of a long shot. Because I'm pretty sure the receiver I'm fixing to say is still there. D.D. Westbrook. He does even, have some speed to him. I don't know, but he has had some – I think he's had some injury concerns recently, hasn't he? 
That I'm not sure about. So I'm not sure, but yeah, I mean, honestly enough, with Carson Wentz going to the Colts and you got Trevor Lawrence, you got Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville at number one unless Jacksonville is just that stupid. And they go Justin Fields. Which is not right. And that's not not outside of the realm of possibility. Think about this. Urban Meyer, coach at Ohio State, he would want to go possibly after mm-hmm. an Ohio State quarterback. That would not shock me. That would shock the entire draft system. No, that would not what, shock me. You know what would shock me? The the mock drafts I've seen has Justin Field going to Atlanta. I have seen some with that. Yeah, but well, he, he's a Georgia boy. He's a Georgia boy. Yep, he went to Georgia first. That's true. That's true. But one guy that is I was saying, as we were saying, it would shock the whole thing, the whole draft system if Fields went number one. It would shock the whole system. And honestly, I would be perfectly fine with Justin Justin Fields going to Jacksonville. I am I'm not as afraid of Justin Fields as, as I would be of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has a huge arm. Trevor Lawrence is gonna be good. He is going. Well, he is know, going to be a major problem in a couple know, of years. You know who his idol was, right? Peyton. T- tell me, Peyton. Yeah, that probably sounds about right. That's the reason he went with number sixteen. Ah, because that was Peyton's ah, college number. I see. Yep, that it is. Of course, and I and he I may end, he may end up playing starting his career in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But that, that is you yeah. think about this. So as we were saying, Fields go number one. The funny thing that would be funny is for Fields to drop to Atlanta, not Fields, but um, Lawrence to drop to Atlanta, because. Trevor Lawrence is also a Georgia boy. That would make Matt Ryan much more expendable. Because we've seen how like we've seen Arthur Smith's mind. Mm-hmm. He loves tall, lanky quarterbacks with big arms. But but um, Trevor Lawrence is actually fixed to have to have surgery on his left shoulder. Mm-hmm. Not a throwing shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So that could probably cost him a little bit. Yeah, and especially in a year that, you know, we're still dealing with COVID restrictions and things like that. So like they wouldn't exactly like be able com- to be around for like-, like their pro day, like their pro day is now their NFL combine. That's pretty much it. You're right. And you know, he had that he had that little throwing session. Before, because and which is which that was smart. That was smart by Trevor Lawrence to do that, to have that little throwing session, and before he had the surgery, and of course to see who was in attendance. Urban Meyer. The Titans were there. The Titans had a scout there, and I think that was more so because I don't. It was more so be like okay, I don't see him falling in the top five, and I think no. The Titans were there 
for maybe looking at the receiver Powell that was working out with him, but or, also uh, or uh, Rogers. Rod, no, Rogers wasn't working out that day. He didn't work out that day. I could I could see Rogers possibly coming to. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that because that that would open up that receiving core just a little bit. I, I wouldn't mind that at all. And I mean, I think with us being there to watch Lawrence, we're thinking. Jacksonville's probably going to pick him at one. We got to play this guy twice a year. Let's get a little scouting on him so we can figure out how to beat this guy so that we know exactly what he's, we he's mobile. What we need he's mobile. Do. He has a big arm. Yeah. So, like, that makes at, pass rush even more important. Looking at what he was from high school, he was, I think, like the number one pro-style quarterback coming he's out of right. high school. He, he, he's, he's most right. definitely right. Um, playing for a coach like Davo Swing, you have to be ready. Yep. Deshaun, be NFL ready. Deshaun coming out was NFL ready until he got hurt that first year. Yeah, that's true. Um, Hopkins was NFL ready. Yeah. Mike Williams. I'll, speaking of Mike, I no, so basically, so since the rumors are strong that we may lose Janu, one guy I would love to jump on, Hunter Henry. Yeah, I mean, you got Hunter Henry. There's the uh, trade possibility of Zach Ertz from Philly uh, is another. Um, I, I could both see of those Ertz, guys have had. Some I can see Ertz. I can see Ertz probably going to Chicago. Yeah, and I saw something with, um, I think with the Draft Network that named like three possible offensive targets, and one was Trey Burton, who played for Indy, being somebody that we could go after. That would actually not be a bad idea. And he also played in Philly, mm-hmm. has a Super Bowl ring. Mm-hmm, that he does. But another guy that I wish was a free agent that we could go after, I wish he was, but he's not, is Eric Ebron. Wow. Okay. I, I like that. Because I like he, that. Now he one played Detroit. That, he played Detroit. Was, he played mm-hmm. he played Detroit, played in Indy. Now he's in Pittsburgh. I think he still has another year yep. or two on his contract in Pitt. Uh, yep. And, you know, before we go any further, another guy, even though I know a lot of people think this is crazy, and but this would be the most entertaining wide receiver duo in the league if this were to happen. AJ on one side, you got AJ and Juju. <laughs> that would be. That would be you talk about some swag. You talk and, about and some, some swag and some some speed. You know, that would be fun to watch because I wanted Juju when he came out. I said they should have just drafted Jamal Adams at five, and then in the second or third round, they should have took Juju when they had the chance. I want Juju. 
I wanted Juju badly in that draft. I know there's two guys you may not want to hear the names. Odell. I would I would not want Odell, but he he's he's talented. Pass. But it's the injury thing. Pass. <laughs> and the other name? A B. Absolutely pass. No. Neither eh, to both. <laughs> but Mm-mm. I I I would love to see Juju, yeah, for sure. Um or maybe AJ stay off Juju or AJ Green. Juju just go out to stay off of TikTok (laughs) and stop dancing. I mean, dancing ends on after you score a little, but then get back to the sideline. Like, but yeah. So what a way! It's been cool. What a way to kick off season two. Hey. Because we so have <laughs> we have about two and a half, three weeks, if that, till the new league year kicks. Oh, what an exciting time that's gonna be. Oh, I, that's gonna be so much fun. I know I will for sure be glued to the screen. Oh, absolutely. Glued to the screens, the phone. Everything. Yeah. I mean, my phone, I'll be working at the same time, be like, mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. right, we getting mm-hmm. oh, oh showed, I'll be doing breaking tonight. I'll be like, breaking news, show tonight. Quickie show tonight. <laughs> so that's something to definitely look forward to. Yeah. I know it's been a while since we've had football, but we're ready to get back. Absolutely, man. It's been it's been fun. Well, Chris, thanks for coming and kicking it for a little while. Man, appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you. Uh to everybody, make sure y'all uh check me out um on Titans and Truth. Uh just put out a new episode uh last night. It's up on YouTube. I believe episode 174, talking about uh, Isaiah Wilson, uh, talking about Carson Wentz, and uh, I unveiled my mock draft that we talked about just now. Um, did a full first-round mock and uh, did a Titans mock as well, so definitely do that. Uh, talked about the edge rusher uh, class. And then next Wednesday, come join me. Uh, we'll be talking interior defensive linemen uh, next week. So check me out on YouTube. Facebook TNT Enforcers, Instagram at Titans underscore N underscore Truth, and at TNT Blue Enforcer, and that's number four in the middle of that um, on Twitter. All righty. Well, Chris, thank you. Been a pleasure. Well, y'all, that was Chris Newell from Titans and Truth, and we will be back right after this. Well, everybody, this is it for episode one of season two. Hope you all enjoyed. And a big thank you to Chris Noel for coming and hanging out.
And we will be back next week on the 615. Stay classy and tighten up.